0: welcome back to the mandarin blueprint podcast i am here with christine anderson who has kindly agreed to do a follow-up case study with us where she had previously done a written case study on our website which i will link to uh below but um now we're going to talk to you again christine because you're much further into the course i believe you're at level 39 and this is really interesting for us because we like to see how it's going when you've had a lot more characters under your belt and a lot more chances to see the vocabulary in context so uh i have a lot of questions for you about that today but how about before we get into that you in case people haven't read your um written case study you introduce yourself and you know maybe mention just how you got into Mandarin Blueprint
1: sure um okay so um a few months ago and this is all COVID's fault right so as mm-hmm. so many things these days so yeah. A few months ago, when when COVID started, I was really looking for something to do um, that would take my mind off things, and I started to watch Chinese dramas, uh, you know, fantasy dramas and and historical dramas and things like that. And um, you know, as you do, you talk about these things on Facebook, and then Facebook, with their um, phenomenal listening <laughs> skills, <Yeah. laughs> pick up <laughs> on that. And your your advert popped up and I became interested. I started with a pronunciation course and then it just sucked me in. So, and that's how I started. So. Nice, <laughs> and I'm, nice
0: I'm, I'm
1: really enjoying it.
0: <laughs> cool. Cool. So it sounds like you're coming from a place of being very just sort of interested in something related to China. And then that just, you know, it mm. sort of snowballed from there. All right. Great. Yes. Well, that's always awesome because that's kind of, it's in some ways it's the most pure type of motivation because it's just coming from interest and then the, you know, interest in the language in and of itself. So, um, so since then, you've been doing uh, quite a lot. Uh, You've been really participating a a lot in the um, community forum and leaving lots of comments and, you know, emailing us questions, which has been great, uh, which is great, created some great podcast fodder for us as well. Um, And so one of the things I'm kind of curious about is now that you've reached you know, I guess the foundation course is about 600 characters and then you're a few more levels in. So I guess you're around, what is it, 750 characters or so now?
1: Uh, I, I, I had to slow down for the past three or four weeks because I was sick. So I I didn't manage to do as much. So I'm at about 680 or so. 680. Yeah, 680.
0: Okay. So yeah. how would you rate your improvement in the hands of movie method in learning a new character?
1: Um, it's difficult to say because I, I wouldn't say it's really you know, sometimes that movie just gets together, you know, it just works like that, you know. And then other times it's like Oh my goodness, I have to come up with this particular keyword and I've got this prop and I have that prop and I have that character and how on earth am (laughs) I going to relate these to each other and then I it takes forever. Okay, so it really depends. I think on average, I would say uh, it's ranges from sometimes down to like 15 to 20 seconds. Up mm-hmm. to two minutes or three minutes, so it's sure. it really just depends on the particular character that you have to build. Sure,
0: sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's always interesting to me because I noticed that I got better at it even at like you know maybe two thousand characters or so because what just mm. would start to happen is I would start to get more creative and realize that there are so many things that you can just instantly mm. do that are kind of um they're I guess they're what we call special effects or sh- script triggers, mm. but like. You just get more naturally creative with it in the sense that you'll go okay i have the scene but can i you know add some sound effects or background music or like camera zoom ins that are not just not just a classic zoom in but maybe like a creative zoom in that you might see in like an edgar wright film or something like that you know i just your brain just starts to be able to figure that stuff out and that can be really fun (laughs) Yeah,
1: I, I actually think I've got the opposite approach. I really make very minimalistic movies. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. movies are literally like little vignettes, you know, it's just sure. like a little scene. Okay. Sometimes there's no movement, there's no cameras, there's nothing. It's just mm. that mm-hmm. um I have my sister and she is preparing something for somebody. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's my whole movie. And and that's often more than enough to yeah. just able to to trigger that character and and i really firmly believe in you know you're not making a hollywood special okay mm-hmm. you're making like a low budget homemade movie yeah. you just you just need to do the minimum in order to get that character established
0: you exactly know? So, and so then anki will, anki will tell you if it wasn't good enough that's what i like about Absolutely. it you know, your flashcards will let you know and,
1: and no, absolutely, and that happens. So, so if I put in the minimum effort and I go through my anchor, and suddenly I, this character pops up, and it's like, oh my goodness, I've never seen this thing before in my life. <laughs> 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 right.
0: Then I realise,
1: right. no, 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 my movie is not good enough. Okay, then I go back and I reshoot the movie, and then it's when you know you sort of come up with a bit of extra. So, so <laughs> you sort of then say, what is it that i forgotten? Did I forget the actor? Did I forget the scene? Did I forget the, the prop? Okay, right. and then you spend more attention on getting that right. So you, you, you anchor your, uh, your actor, for example, a bit more clearly. Oh, yes,
0: mm. he was
1: there because he was actually trying to do that and that and that. And that is how you remember that it's that particular actor, as opposed yeah. to anybody else. Yeah. So, so, so that's just how you can improve your, your scenes to, to make them better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's great when you realize that the minimum effort that you had put in worked and you do remember it and it's no problem because like, you know, it's like, so that's Mm. also, you know, that's the flip side of it. So um, it's really, when you have the SRS backing you up, you can relax and that's what is the best state of mind you want to be in anyway. So yeah, Mm -hmm. like for me, a lot of times with adding all that other stuff in is that I just, a lot of times I just wanted to make it a more fun experience sometimes. Mm. Like, you know, cause it can get, mm-hmm. it can get a little dry if you're just, you know, yes. doing um, maybe like you say, just sort of the bare minimum. And so mm-hmm. like, if I was feeling like it was getting a little dry, no problem. I'll just mm. add in some funny things, Watch make that. some camera angles <laughs> happen, whatever. And also I'm a musician. So I love adding the music in and like mm-hmm. having the sense of like, all right, I'm in the, I'm in the bedroom, but it's like a jazz club and you got that st- <laughs> in the background like whatever it's like, just those things that kind of make it a sillier yeah. kind of thing but yeah it's it's all it's a it's a nice rich tapestry there so all right so mm-hmm. now that's a little bit of a review of the hens movie method you know now you've been doing several things with sentences and i want to ask you about your listening materials that you've been putting mm-hmm. together but just mm-hmm. as a more in a more general sense you remember when you were starting to learn sentences at the beginning of phase three and how that might've felt. And now you're mm. in the intermediate course, you've seen, you know, well over a thousand sentences at this point. Mm. How does mm. it feel looking at sentences now compared to at the beginning mm. of phase three? Yes,
1: yes. So that first time that you start to get sentences, it's, it's, it's pretty daunting. And it's like, you know, you, you do it like character by character and you like totally like it's really slow it's like being back in grade one you know mm-hmm. like you know yeah. and, and then I have to say uh, Phil, that the worst is when you start with a longer form content
0: <laughs> oh yeah okay so phase <laughs> I mean, four yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness when you see that wall of text coming at you it's like yeah. oh my god you know I'm drowning help yeah, yeah. and um, and now, because in the intermediate, you don't even give the English translations, right? So, so right. you have to read the sentence, and then, and it's like, yeah, I can read this, you know. And I've, I've, ex- I've actually started to, to read some of the graded Mandarin companion books as well. Mm, and, and it's just so awesome to be able to, to read, you know. Yeah. It's so enjoyable to be able to. And the more you get familiar with the characters, the more you don't have to figure out what they are. You just, you just immediately know. So it just like mm-hmm. jumps straight into your, into your brain. You know, it's like yeah. you, shortcut the, you shortcut the the movie. It <laughs> mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like immediately knows what it is. So, so yes, it's so noticeable the difference between starting with those first sentences and and where I am at the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's and I think test. that's really important for people at the beginning of phase three to hear because mm-hmm. you know, it's like the beginning of each new phase uh Mm -hmm. is definitely it requires and i mean we're always trying to find ways to make it a little bit less uh brain Mm -hmm. intensive but there's some degree Mm -hmm. of not being able to avoid it because you're having Mm -hmm. to go into this especially with sentences it's like you've never seen chinese sentences before you've just seen chinese Mm -hmm. characters and so seeing how they relate to each other it's like you know it blows my mind sometimes to think that in most schools you also have to you also don't know the characters when you're looking at the sentences. At least with Men or Blueprint, you know the characters mm. for the most part. You know, we're still going to look into how we can improve some of the sentences and have yeah. fewer top-down words. But still, like, it's mm. like, mm. it's a lot. But then when you go back, I can imagine, you know, maybe in your flashcards, you've seen some phase three sentences come up mm. and you might yeah. think like, oh, I remember yeah. when I first saw this sentence, it seemed mm. so hard. And you look back at it and go, oh, mm-hmm. the, it's so easy now. And that's yeah. that's one of the mm. things that, we always hope people understand because yeah. we're looking at it and we get, oh, yeah, you had all these questions about this. And I so did I when I was at that point. But you'll, uh-huh. uh, you'll look back and you'll go, oh, yeah, that really wasn't nearly as hard as it seemed. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, yeah. you needed more of that foundation. Okay, okay. Yeah. So on the topic of sentences, mm-hmm. one of the things that we... Uh, We have native audio in all of our flashcards. However, the focus of the flashcard is to have the sentence on the front with the missing character to give you something to have to think about. So your brain's grammar uh, module has to kind of turn on a little bit and think, is is this an adjective (laughs) or is this an adverb whatever? Uh, but what we didn't have was something where there's listening on the front of the card, and you try to figure out what the sentence is. And yeah. what you so kindly did for um, the folks who are interested on in the course, and you post this on the community forum, is a you made flashcard decks where the front of the card is the audio and you're supposed to figure out what the sentence is. And so I'm really curious yeah. about how this has been going for you because uh, we didn't mm. do this originally, but we're looking into maybe yeah. for the yes. next set of flashcards that we make, putting them in. Okay. So tell me about your experience of these um, audio on the front flashcards and how they've helped your listening comprehension. Um,
1: okay. So personally, I'm actually not using the flashcards for mm. listening because i okay. um, But I know some people were looking for that. But what I did was that, I would extract the sentences from um, each phase. So Mm -hmm. I would um, look up the sentences and then I would extract them from the the Anki media collection and I would put them in a separate folder and I would load those on my phone and I would Mm -hmm. listen to those. And I would try and figure out what they are. So, so it's like a it's like an Anki deck, but it's not an Anki deck. Okay, I, I was just doing the just because more from like a, a logistical version. perspective, yeah, but more from a logistical perspective, it was just easier mm. for me because, for example, I could set up my MP3 player to to play that one sentence automatically on repeat with a few okay. seconds of. A pause in between, and I could use my my headphones to just um advance forward to the next sentence. So I would listen. I would lie in bed at night before I go to sleep, and I would listen to these sentences. Now I would always listen to the sentences one phase behind, you know. Mm-hmm. So so in other words, um, as soon Have as I've covered. I've seen them, and I'm supposed to know them. (laughs) It's just that when you listen to them without the aid of seeing the characters, it's a totally different story. So I realized that it's so difficult to do, but I I think it's really valuable. I think it's so valuable, and I'm so glad I started it at a relatively early stage because I started it as soon as I finished that first stage with with the sentences. I think I even sent you an email where I said, I've just started listening and i'm so depressed because i can't figure anything out so yeah same better. thing
0: it's like you're at the beginning yeah. of it and you're like this is so hard now but then you know you just do yeah. it consistently and yes. then suddenly not you as just hard. I but, yeah.
1: have to keep on doing it yeah so yeah. so what i would do then is i would listen and i would try and figure out what does the sentence mean and as sometimes i can figure it out and sometimes i just don't make any sense and then i would either at that point just stop and i would look it up in anki so mm-hmm. i i've got a method of just like searching for that that audio in my anchor deck and i would just like sure. look at what it is um or else i would leave it until the next day because i'm lying in bed and i don't want to like bother and so on and then the next day i would go back and you know what the surprising thing is is that i often find that in the evening when i listen to it i sometimes couldn't can't figure out what it is the next morning when i go back and i review those same sentences suddenly the meaning just popped into my head Mm. it's amazing so i don't yeah. know what it is you know I've, I've never believed in this learning while you sleep type of thing you know yeah. but yeah i i really wonder whether you know just listening to it on on repeat um before you go to to sleep and then leaving it and then the next day you listen to it again and suddenly it's a lot clearer so that often happens as well
0: oh i definitely yeah. i don't yeah there's no hard evidence about the like um, playing while you sleep i mean like yeah. I suspect it must have some kind of an effect, but, yeah. you know, it's also, it's, there's no hard evidence, but there is some mm-hmm. evidence that doing things before you sleep while you're, um, you know, still awake, yeah. and, but just maybe reading just before bed or whatever, yeah. that that information yes. tends to be more easily uh, sort of put into the memory banks because you're, yeah. you're kind of, um, yeah. sleep is when you kind of collate the memories anyway so you're doing it right yeah. before bed yeah. and then you end up having yeah. dreams about whatever you were just reading oh, but um, can
1: i tell you about a dream that i had yeah. recently and this was actually related to luke <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um i was i actually had an audio um on repeat which was mm-hmm. not your audio, but there is other audio like listen to Chinese while you sleep. And I, as I said, I don't believe in it, but it was like, it's nice sentences and the guy has a nice voice. And I like listening to that if I want to fall asleep. So I got woken up in the, in the early in the morning and I wanted to get some more sleep in. And I started to put this, I put this on and I started to dream. And mm-hmm. this voice actually started to talk in my dream. And I, I dreamt, I was like, sitting across the table from Luke and and this colleague of mine was 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 speaking in Chinese and it was actually this this video was playing the, 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 all right, the right. audio that was playing it was actually that playing and but my colleague was was saying it, you know, saying it and he was saying and and he said, Am I saying that right? And he was like addressing Luke and Luke was like mm, I'm not so sure about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's fantastic, yeah. So that's a good, at least you know, that's some a little bit of evidence that something's going on there because it took me a lot exactly. longer than that to start having dreams in Chinese. I'll, I'll have dreams in Chinese now, but like, uh, it took me you know way longer than you've been studying. So there, that's interesting. That's a, that's an interesting yeah. phenomenon, sure. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, I think that we're going to do more with that. Uh, one of the mm. things we're going to have our assistant do, we have this excellent assistant named uh, Jofi Tui uh, uh, He's in uh, Shenzhen, and he will mm. help us with stuff like this. We'll get him to... Um, you know, change all the file names to the sentences. And then we'll Mm. make like packs of the file names from there Mm. of the sentences Mm. for each level. And we'll make it, you know, so that you can Mm. have the Mm. levels of the audio and do something like Mm. what you're doing. That sounds like a a very good idea. Um, Mm. So it's on our list. Um, That's awesome. Okay. So you brought up before you mentioned the longer form content. And so was it the same type of experience where, you know, at first it was daunting. And then now you look Mm. back at some of the early phase four stuff and go okay this is actually not too bad so tell me about that process
1: yeah no absolutely i i do think that the reason why some of that longer form content in the beginning is so daunting is because there are so many top-down words you know Mm -hmm. if you if you read it and and you come across a word that you don't know it you just immediately your your whole speed is broken and you don't understand and now you've got to go and look up that word and things like that so when i go back to that longer form content now because i I, i've now covered most of those top-down words it's actually so easy you know it's so easy to just read through that you know yeah it's it's really awesome to to be able to do that
0: yeah yeah that's the thing that's one of our you know i have a i have a project i have for each phase the exception of phase one we don't have any major changes to phase Mm -hmm. one that we're planning on making but phase two phase three phase four and phase five we have projects that we're going to end the intermediate course that we're going to be working on and uh the the one for phase four is because there's kind of too many top-down words in phase four we're going to make these Mm -hmm. preview lessons that sort of explain some of those things ahead of time so that that way it's not so daunting and then as a, In addition to that, we're also going to analyze them and figure out exactly when they become 98% comprehension mm. because it's a little mm. bit, you know, it, in phase four, writing a 98% comprehension story mm-hmm. that isn't just, you know, totally boring is tricky because mm-hmm. uh, it's like, you don't, you need Absolutely. to know more. But by the time you get yeah. to where you are, which is past mm-hmm. that 80% of the language by frequency mm-hmm. threshold, it's amazing yeah. how much easier it gets. Like when I'm nice. reading through... We're going to be releasing about 60 intermediate stories, hopefully, intermediate core stories. Hopefully, I'm going to shoot for sometime in January. Uh, we're getting Mm -hmm. very close. Uh, you know, we're getting to the final several. And the content in these stories that I'm making very sure are 98% or higher. Uh, right. The content in them is it just gets way more complex and interesting, and like far more, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. this article I was just looking over today all about Kobe Bryant and like how much Mm. of an impact he made in China uh, and Mm. you know like sort of mourning the loss of Kobe Bryant and Mm -hmm. talking about Mm -hmm. his last game against Michael Jordan and like I learned some stuff from it that I didn't know I like basketball but I'm not like a big Mm. fan and then uh, but then right before that I was reading uh, a story all about Hong Kong and uh how like chinese people like view hong kong considering the Mm. different Mm. economic paths it wasn't a a political Mm. article but it was more like they have this different economic system and isn't that and so i was just like wow this is um it's amazing how when you get over that 80 percent threshold how Mm -hmm. much easier it is to have interesting stories Mm -hmm. but when you're at the beginning of phase four you're not quite there Mm -hmm. yet i don't know what it is by frequency at the beginning of phase four but it's probably closer Mm -hmm. to like 50 or 60 percent by frequency so it's like it's much harder to make a story that's interesting and also 98 percent comprehension so we're gonna work on that so as you went through that though what did you think of the phase five stories so the phase five are more like little fairy tales like little red riding hood and things like that yes yes yeah no i I enjoyed those and um at
1: that stage when i was at phase five I I read them but I I sort of read them once or twice or or three times maybe and then I left them but I'm actually going back now and I'm practicing my shadowing on Mm -hmm. Little Red Riding Hood yeah so so I'm actually now sort of going back to some of those and rereading them um, you know just to well yeah to do stuff like you know choosing one and then practicing shadowing on that particular one um you know because the shadowing is really intensive as well so one of the biggest challenges for me in learning chinese is to balance your time okay because there are so many things that you need to do you need to learn new characters because if you don't learn new characters you're not really making progress on the other hand you have to see those words in context context so you need to learn the words as well and you need to see them in context so you need to do the sentences but the sentences oh, so time-consuming, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you spend too much time on the sentences, you don't have time to learn the new things. Then you have to spend time on listening comprehension, and that's also mm-hmm. very, very intensive. And then you have to spend time on shadowing. Now for... Um, and then I still want to keep on watching my movies for general immersion experience, you know. That's, what I, that's my excuse. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to find time for that as well. So, you know, I, I, I work... Eight hours a day, and um, it, you know, uh, by the time that I've travelled and I've worked, I've finished my work. I only have a few hours left, but I have to say, I'm actually spending all of that time on Chinese. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> so, well, if you're going to ask me how many hours per day, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I would say that learning learning new characters is actually not that long. It's probably maybe an hour. But I spend a good two or three or four hours in total on learning Chinese per day, just spread across the, the course of the day. I use my travel time to review my Anki. I I then, um, you know, use my time in the evening to, to learn new characters. And then just before I go to sleep, I either read a Mandarin companion or I go back and I read some of her Face 5 fairy stories or I watch a, a YouTube video um, um, like... Burden which is like the level that I can actually watch without subtitles at the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right, you know right. just to get that that practice in, in in terms of of watching something and then I then I still like to watch a totally indulging self-indulgent um Chinese drama as well you know so I try well, and that that's what's nice that is that
0: it's you can do like this is the Katsumoto thing he's like you know it should always be you know be lazy but just do it in chinese you know it's like sort of yeah. sit around mm. and have something on the tv just make sure that it's in mm. the target language you know and yes. uh yeah. that's it does make everything you know turn into something that is much more uh sort of you don't ever have to feel bad about it because it's like you know you might think i'm watching too much <laughs> tv well it's like well not if it's in chinese then you're getting yeah. something out of it so yeah um yeah so considering that considering all of the time you have to or how you have to fit it into your day amongst your busy schedule mm-hmm. you know what kind of tips have you come up with that you would want to maybe give to other people in the course for how to manage your t- their time during the day uh, because that's the kind of thing that I think everybody yeah. wonders about because you've got a lot going on you're, you're doing a lot of yeah. things uh, in your Chinese so what would you say yeah. what kind of tips would you give well
1: you? I, I would definitely say that um, <laughs> your phone and Anki on your phone is a a game changer okay if you're not if you're not tied into your pc you have so much freedom and I'm just going to beg you guys don't even go away from Anki because I think it's fantastic okay I get so much value out of it okay and especially Um, uh, Now that even at this late stage that I've learned a few tips and tricks that just made it so much easier. For example, I didn't know that there was like a whiteboard scribble function on Ankydroid. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. And that just
1: means, yeah, so that means that I can literally just use my phone to practice my my writing you know my characters because I just draw on my phone itself the characters because previously when I wanted to be out and about and traveling on my bus I had to remember to take my little notebook because I would like look at the character write the character and I would write the character in my notebook and now right, I don't right. actually you notebook, know, so I'm like Totally independent of that, even um, regardless of being independent of of, of my PC, and um, I've also recently discovered that you can put um, gesture shortcuts in into Anki. Oh. So I've now right, yeah. put my double tap is replay audio. So now right. I can actually do more on the spot. Um, listening practice when I do my sentences as opposed to doing that um, separately and without even needing a like a real listening deck I can just actually use the grammar sentences without Mm -hmm. looking at the sentence or 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 the or anything I can just listen to the audio and I can double tap and repeatedly listen to the audio because that to me was one of the things that prevented me from also effectively using the Anki deck because Mm. you know you want to replay and if you're on the if you're on the phone, um, you know it's it's sort of inconvenient to just press the actual replay button. You know, you have to go and look for it to press it. But if you can just double tap, right. it's just like a good replay. So I just have mm. to say mm. that that just just using the technology effectively. I mean, I can sit on the bus and I can I can watch my my Chinese. Um, not my Chinese movies, my Chinese dramas, but I'm talking about um, uh, all sorts of videos and video content that's about mm-hmm. learning Chinese and about learning foreign languages. And, um, you know, my, my, my kiddies uh, Chinese movies that I watch without the subtitles to actually force me to, to sort of really learn. I can watch that on the bus. You also have Pleco on your phone. You know that just helps mm-hmm. you. So it's just all of these productivity tools that you have that you should use to the maximum. And if you're not tied to your PC, you can learn Chinese wherever you go. You can do it mm-hmm. while you're waiting in a queue. You can do it at a quick break during lunchtime. You can do it when you walk into the bus stop. You can, um, okay, you can't do it while you're driving your car. I wouldn't recommend that. But I'm in mean, the fortunate position <laughs> yeah. that that I take public transport, so I really see that as an opportunity to actually you know just yeah. fitting as much learning as I possible. used to do
0: that I remember I had 50 minutes on the bus in Beijing uh, when I first lived there and I was doing characters in the back of the bus just sort of you know I, I had brought my clipboard I had a clipboard and I was just writing them uh, you know every day so yeah public transport yeah. can be great for that but if you are yeah. driving you can use the uh listening immersion so yes. you know that's sure. uh sure. always yes. a way you can do things even if you're driving yeah. so um yeah. yeah I agree it's kind of like the best way to sort of sum up what you're saying is, do the thing that works for the context that you're in. And so if you're Mm -hmm. not utilizing your phone phone as best as you can, then you'll be in certain contexts and not be able to study. So you want to make sure that in every possible context, there's something that you could do. Uh, If you know Mm -hmm. there are situations where you need to have your full focus and you can't listen to something, but you know, if there Mm -hmm. is any possible way for you to uh, fit something in, figure out how you could do that. And then you don't necessarily always do it every time, but the idea is that at least have it Hmm. be a possibility, you know? Um, cool. Nice. Um, so, okay. Then, so we've talked about the different phases. Uh, something else that I'm curious about is, um, you know, if you, like, how would you, rate your achievement so like your what you've achieved so far in a kind of more general sense like if you could just sort of comment on how you feel about your achievement so far uh from starting from the beginning at pronunciation mastery Hmm. and how many months has it been overall seven seven months all right okay cool seven months yeah um well obviously if i if i look
1: back where i where i started which was like zero zip (laughs) you know as to into where i am at the moment i mean i can tell my mom that i've just read the secret garden you know in chinese Uh, never mind it's a graded reader and it's only 300 characters i mean it's 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 something that if you if if you had told me seven months ago that i would have been able to read a book a whole book in chinese you -hmm. know uh, at the end of six months because I, it's, I actually read it um three or four weeks ago really you know I, I would have been like no there's no ways that you can do that but that being said look this is very difficult okay <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> this, this whole chinese thing it's very difficult okay yeah. it's like on the one hand i'm i'm very proud of the progress that i've made but on the other hand i realize that there's still such a far way to go you know oh yeah Yeah. So, so it's, it's sometimes a bit daunting to think of what still lies ahead, you know, but then I I just step back and I say, look, you know, you've come so far, you've achieved so much, just, just stick with it. You know, don't give up now because if you give up now, you've wasted all that time and effort that you've put in. So, you know, you just have to realize that it is a long game, you know. And mm-hmm. you just have to. And everybody studies at different speeds. So yes, there's some people that race through the course and they achieve a lot, you know, um, very quickly. But then sometimes life happens, and or you just, you know, study at a different pace. Um, and it's just that consistency I think is the key you know you just have to be consistent and then I I believe that I will get there eventually and there Mm -hmm. for me is that I can listen to Chinese I'm not so much worried about being able to talk because you know, there's not that much opportunity for me. I, I live in New Zealand. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, um, I mean, we have a huge Chinese population, but obviously they, I mean, everybody's really English-speaking here. Yeah? So, so it's not if I need to speak, but I would really love to be able to listen to to my my movies and being able to understand. Mm-hmm. And then if I do speak, if I do have to communicate to other Chinese people, that if they want to speak Chinese, I would be able to understand and communicate with them. So, so that's basically my goal. So that's where I need mm-hmm. to get English. Too, which is why i spend so much effort also on listening comprehension and why i think it's so
0: important as well you know? sure sure yeah. absolutely and uh you know the the it's it's interesting because the difficulty of it is it it's, i suppose it depends on how you frame it because on the one hand it is true that like there's a lot there's many times where you have to kind of look at something new and go well this is I don't get it. So like, I have to think about this a fair bit and, you know, go over it in your head and and all of that. Mm. But on the other hand, like there are, it's mostly just a matter of steps. And like, while you're taking those steps, learning a character, looking at a sentence Mm. and whatever, there are a lot of them. There's a lot of steps for sure. And seven months of doing a few hours a day is still there. You realize there's still a lot more steps. And in fact, there's no way around it. No matter what skill you're learning, the better you get at it, the more you understand how much you don't know, right? Like it's just, unfortunately, it's just how it is. (laughs) But luckily though, how much you don't know is like, when you get to the point where you know enough, you can explain to a Chinese person or uh, explain in writing or explain in in speech, what it is that you don't know, and then go Mm. figure out how to find it out in the language. Mm. And that, that More. is, that's a big moment, I think. That's really the moment mm-hmm. that you wanna to get to because it's yeah. a skill that follows you around your whole life. So like at some yeah. point, you know, you get to a point where it's like, well, okay, as long as I know how to figure it out, you know, I run into words mm-hmm. I don't know all the time. It's like just natural in life. Like, you know, uh, yeah. uh, for example, I don't know anything about vocabulary of w- women's makeup. I don't know anything yeah. about it. And yeah. I just yeah. like realized the other day because my <laughs> I moved in with my girlfriend and like, yeah. there were things I realized, like, oh, if I were to go to the store and pick something up for her, I mean, I know yeah. like, kohong is uh, lipstick because it's such yeah. an obvious word. Yes. Mouth yes. um, but like, you know, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know anything about this, but I certainly know how to figure it out, you know, like if yeah. I needed to. Yeah. So it wouldn't be too hard. Yeah. I could yeah. go into the store and be like, hi, I don't know anything about this. Uh, what's that stuff that you put on your face to like, whatever? Yeah. Uh, that you put yeah. around your eyes. And, and yeah. I'm sure that it's, a, uh, also, I'm sure that they're very easy words if I wanted to figure it out yeah. because Chinese is such a logical language. Um, but yeah. so, and so the point is just being that the daily steps and the consistency is all that really matters. And in, in a way, it, it's almost like an easy thing within the difficult in a sense that all you have yeah. to do is just keep making progress every day. And at some point, yeah. there isn't a day that it happens. There's not like a finish line that you cross. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you kind of realize, oh, I know how to figure things out. And once you know how to yep. figure things out, then you know that, well, you've essentially done it. Because you'll be able to find out any new information that is going to come at you. So, you know, maybe you're not quite there yet at seven months, but geez, you're making great progress. Like where you are now compared to uh, where I was at seven months, it's not even close. It's like you're way ahead of where I was at. And I got I managed to pass the HSK-6 after two years. So like I I have high hopes for the next, uh, you know, uh, year of your studies. That's for sure. You know, maybe
1: I, should just, maybe I should just explain what I meant with, with difficult. You know, yeah. while you were talking, I was actually thinking that the, the only aspect to me that's really, really difficult is the listening. Okay, for me, the right. le- learning new char- characters is like so easy peasy. And, and, you know, it's probably ironic because that's probably one of the most difficult things for, for people who don't know the Mandarin Blueprint method. Mm-hmm. You know, they would think the characters would be one of the most difficult things because how do you remember the characters, but because you guys make it so easy, literally, mm-hmm. it's the easiest thing in the world to learn a new character, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. so easy. And the 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 as you you guys have pointed out numerous times the grammar system is also not that difficult I mean it's relatively straightforward so so it's yeah. not as soon as you can start reading sentences and you start to get re- used to the rhythm and you start to see r- those repeating grammar points who' um, sort of coming up you start to recognize yeah. them and you start to be able to figure out some of the more difficult philosophical sentences are a bit difficult, you know, but sure. You know, like if you don't like what is bad about yourself. Just change it. You know, in Chinese, it's like, Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Chinese is a very philosophical language. There's like yeah. a lot of sentences yeah. where you're like, I think you just blew yeah. my mind with that one. Sentence.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the listening, that's the most difficult bit, you know, and, and when I say difficult, that's normally what I refer to. The fact it that the sound. Objectively similar,
0: the most difficult bit. Yeah. It's, it's, Yes. The last one to come is listening. Yeah. And that I'm yes. I'm even including speaking and writing in that. I think that listening is always yes. the hardest because yeah. you're you're not deriving; it's not deriving from you and it's not something that you have time to think about like you do with reading. Yes. You know, with reading yes. you can take your time with it yes. and with speaking yes. and writing you at least know yeah. what you're trying to say. Uh, but with somebody like I still especially on the phone gosh somebody calls me on the phone if I don't know who (laughs) they are or why they're calling me I'll still have time and and also speaking Citronese, I'll just be like um what (laughs) who are you (laughs) and then once I'm able to grab some context and I'm like you're the you're the guy calling me from Ikea telling me you're going to deliver my sofa tomorrow oh okay gotcha now I have the context and i can wrap my head around yes. what you're saying. also yes. would you mind yes. speaking mandarin please? uh and they always <laughs> just say oh okay no problem, no. Problem. <laughs> so but um, yeah yeah but uh right okay cool. so that was something i was curious about. that's great. and i think just by the by i mean like at level 30 39 seven months in all the things you're doing i mean uh, i for one am, am hugely impressed. i think that what you've done so far is very uh it's great progress especially considering you have a full-time job so like just very well done um so yeah i guess um a a question i'm always curious about because luke and i are very concerned with this all the time is do you feel like that we're uh answering your questions adequately that you feel like we're there for you on the course oh
1: absolutely i mean when you when you when you uh um when we started the school and you said you know sort of seeing you for the first time in person it's like really <laughs> it feels like i've known you forever but, you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah right uh, so that's probably from my side because i mean i i look at the, the you know the, the podcasts and the interviews and things like that but i mean the the just uh, the, the way that you guys interact with us it's just absolutely fantastic it's like you feel that you're not alone in this you feel that you, i feel that you've got our backs you know uh mm-hmm. you you there and you answer and you come back and you and you support us and you answer things so quickly it's amazing I don't I don't know of any other course really that where you have that personal interaction and that personal connection with the people that's that's um, that's as long as if you created the material and now it's out there and you know you go off on your own and and try and figure it out it's that constant interaction and that um, communication that we have with you guys that really Mm -hmm. help us to do this you know and help us to get through this now it's it's absolutely great yeah, mm, I can't. Yeah, s- well, that's uh, it's great to hear. I mean, like, you
0: know, it's one of the best, it's why I'm very grateful uh, for Luke and that, you know, why we're, I think Luke and I have sort of figured out a lot of the positives of a good business partnership. Cause there's obviously there's um, uh, negatives in the sense that it's like, well, what if you have conflict or you disagree about something? Luckily yeah. we yeah. don't tend to have too much conflict, which is great. Uh, yeah. But yeah. the advantage is that, for example, half the week he's responding to people and half the week I am. So like I get yes, a yes. chance to, to, it's not, it never overwhelms me totally because it's like, yes, you know, I yes, can, yes. sure. I'll really engage with it uh, from uh, you know, Sunday to Wednesday afternoon. Yes. Uh, but then yes. I can kind of focus on my main projects with the course on yes, Thursday, Friday yes. and Saturday. It's like that, yeah. that, it's very good in that way. And, you know, uh, there's so many instances in which, you know, Luke has made sure, okay, here's a bit of feedback that I think means we need to change something. And then, you know, uh, I'll, I'll look at that and I'll run it around my brain and then we just sort of, it bounces back and mm-hmm. forth and that reminds me, mm-hmm. it, it, it's sort of this Eastern idea of um, you know, if you take away the ego from the situation mm-hmm. and you just go, well, right mm-hmm. now there's two brains communicating, then mm-hmm. what you can do is build off that. And then we add in the, the rest of the community and all of Mm. those ideas and like all of the contributions. I mean, I think we've had over 10,000 comments just of people suggesting props. And it's like, that stuff is great, you know, excellent. You can't build that, you can't do that stuff without all these people. And so it's like that has created this situation where it's self-reinforcing and we feel very excited about it. I know that someday, you know, we'll have to just say, okay, you know, we've put as much into it as we can and you know we're going to move on to something else in our lives and maybe we'll maybe somebody else will take over the the that element of it but my kind of hope is that every question that comes up we've already given it an answer and we just train somebody in how to find the answer you know um so but for now though i i love it i i really don't mind it at all and it's it's um it's a lot of fun so uh i guess um Another question I have that's just sort of a, a bit open-ended and it's fine if you don't have any further comments on it, but just, uh, mm-hmm. do you have any further comments about, you know, how the phases progressed and, you know, how um, you feel like, it, it, because, you know, the foundation course is about introducing all the basic concepts from characters mm-hmm. into vocab into sentences yep. into you know shorter graded readers into longer graded readers and then the intermediate course is just about consolidating all of that and yep. you know building up yep. more characters and stuff. So that progression, do you have any other general comments about it or you know how we might be able to improve it?
1: So the one thing that you're really going to do, which is having that preparation lesson for the longer form content, because I really feel that it it almost sometimes it I think would feel over it does feel overwhelming when you first come across the longer form content without having a translation and Mm -hmm. just and with having those many top-down words so i I think just doing that would really help Mm um the 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 one thing and you might have picked this up that, that i have a gripe with is that sometimes the the translations in the foundation course Mm-hmm. I have some words missing. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, translation. Oh, translation. If anybody out there thinks that translation is the same as knowing a language, it's not at all, like especially with Chinese. You know, well, first of all, we hired a guy to do it for us mostly because just to save time. Um yeah. and he did a yeah. pretty good job, but you know, it's like anybody they they yeah. they have you know, their own way of interpreting something and there's yes. so much of yes. it. It's like what is the real way to understand this? And then you yes, have to ask yourself, yes. do we directly translate it, which would be kind of what everybody calls Chinglish, which is like, it's not how you would say something in English, but it's more like a direct oh, translation. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, or do you do the real translation? Like this is, you know, and then our instinct is, we'll do the real translation because that'll get a, give you a sense of what it really means. But then yes. that jump from direct translation to real translation leaves so yeah. much room for interpretation. So for sure like we're always open to somebody saying like i'm not sure about this translation you know and that's fine because we'll we'll look at it again but to anybody who's on the course uh it you know it's uh, there's a lot of interpretation that has to happen with translation and sometimes it's not perfect i'm sure that there are
1: no no uh, no definitely it's just that when you're in the foundation course and you see the translation and it somehow doesn't make quite a lot of sense it's like or, or sometimes um How can I put this? You're starting to doubt yourself because you Mm -hmm. started doubt whether you're actually understanding the sentence correctly. So so the more sort of accurate the translation can be, however Mm -hmm. you want to interpret that, you know, that would be better for the -hmm. the foundation course. At this stage, we don't have the translations on the intermediate, so that's not such a big problem. yeah, so so that's and just get even one harder thing. harder that...
0: to do. Like, that's one of the reasons why I've been kind of dreading that idea of doing yeah. translations for the intermediate course. Because again, yeah. the, the more complex it gets, the more yes. room there is for interpretation. And I'm also kind of, it's one of those things people have asked for, but I'm still kind of against it. Because I, I'm mm-hmm. like, you, you can get to the point. I mean, I do yeah. get that it would make people feel better about a their understanding to some degree. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, yes. I'm like, take away this crutch. It's English is a crutch. Yep. You know, you don't want to. Yes. So... I'm I'm of two minds about it, but yeah. Yeah.
1: One thing. No, I get get what you're saying. And then then you also mentioned that you're going to publish longer form content. So for the intermediate course. So I have Mm -hmm. to say that every time that I hit one of those longer form contents in the foundation course, I was like, oh, where am I going to get the time to get through this? But now that yeah. i'm in the intermediate and there's not as much of the longer form content i'm sort of missing it you know
0: so. right yeah well that's why in the intermediate course we're never yeah. going to give you anything that isn't at already at 98 percent comprehension so yeah. that way the top-down words aren't so much uh so you yes. can just and you can you could even usually in the average uh article there might be like eight top-down words and it's several paragraphs yes. so it's like not so yes. much you could even just look yes. over them ahead of time and then just go yeah. okay they, here's what they are yes. and we also yeah. will we put the um the names and things like that in green because that's not the type of yes. thing that you have yes. to memorize it's no big deal it's yes. like oh this is just how you say you know kobe yeah. um, and, yeah. or yeah. michael yeah. jordan or whatever it's not yes. important yes. that you remember this word um yes. but um, yes. Yes. And and yeah, yeah. it's
1: not a word. It's not suddenly a new word that has suddenly right. popped up because especially in the in the graded readers as well, you know, the the, the, the names are made up of characters that you already know and use, would use in a different context, you know, like mm-hmm. Mark, right. you know, or, or C or something like that, you know, and yeah. then they put them together and then suddenly you realize, okay, this is not some new strange word that you suddenly have to figure out. It's actually a name. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I, I remember thinking that with... um you know, when I was in university, the big advantage I had over the other in- university students was that I learned characters individually and uh, yeah. I finished, you know, learning about 3,000 characters by like before the end of the, uh, before I even entered the intermediate classes there. And so what that yeah. meant was that when I was reading like Harry Potter or something and yes. I would see, everybody always had the same comment. They're like, oh, I start reading it. And then I see the, uh, this, you know, word and I'm like what in the world is this and then I realized <laughs> oh it's like dumbledore or it's uh, you know this but I remember thinking <laughs> yeah. you know you wouldn't have this problem if you knew the characters cuz like as you get especially when we make the advanced course there's going to be a lot yeah. more of those characters that are really only used for transliterations like the kind yes. of words that are just like you just use this like tell dan that dan in okay. jordan you know tell dan yeah. Is pretty much only ever used in like uh Daniel or or Jordan or whatever. And so you see it and you go, What is it? It's like, well, if you knew the character, you'd know that this is one of those. And so it's probably Mm -hmm. a name. In fact, Mm -hmm. it helps you like recognize that this is a name as opposed to something else. But anyway, so uh yeah, that's um that's some good feedback. Another thing that we're gonna do, which I'm very excited about, is the preview lessons in the intermediate course are going to be taught by a Chinese teacher who we love, uh, Laoshir, and he's um, he's agreed to, to set up the preview lessons for those. And you guys are going to love that. I mean, it's going to take a while to shoot those. So, I mean, I'm not saying yeah, it's going to, okay. going to be ready next yeah. Tuesday, but uh, he's, um, he's the best teacher I've ever had in maybe any subject. Okay. So like, he's just yeah, got this yeah. way of speaking. That's uh, very understandable and he understands yeah, this- how to communicate to foreign learners in such yes. a way and it's okay. like also oh, so by the intermediate course it's time for us to stop you know talking so much in English so it's like it's ready for yeah. you're ready for the Chinese teacher yeah. so that's that sounds exciting. Really exciting yes yeah yeah, yeah. Looking so forward we'll see to how that. that goes yeah well anyway Christine this has been great to catch up with how you're doing uh on the course uh was there anything else that you wanted to address uh before we sign off for the no. day great.
1: no no oh, no it's all good
0: yeah. Well, thank you so much for all your contributions. You're making great progress. And, uh, you know, uh, I particularly like that you engage a lot in the community forum and it, clearly mm-hmm. people like that. Cause, uh, you get a lot of engagement there. So, uh, thanks so yeah. much. And, um, please get in touch with us again, when you finish up the intermediate course, cause we would love to hear how that, how that's going from there. And I'm sure that yeah. you'll have many more tips and suggestions. I'm sure this is going to be very useful for people. So thank you so much. Okay. All good. Thanks. Bye-bye.